0: Why are you laughing at such a mighty serious matter, Valerie? Have you ever seen a mighty matter, Mr. Hempel? Yes, many. Were they the same Mr. mighty, or not? Were they the same as the mighty? I find this question most difficult to answer. I think that they are different from the mighty itself, but that they enjoy the presence of might. If you were in the presence of a cow, would you be a cow? Or does being in the presence make you me? God forbid! (laughs) (laughs) Then how can one thing be another by being in the presence of that other? Why is that what you cannot understand? It is indeed. Not even I can understand what is not there to be understood. What do you mean? Surely you would agree that the beautiful is beautiful and the ugly ugly? That could be. But is it? Well, yes. And is the identical identical and the different different? We can hardly suppose that the difference is identical, even a child could see that it, it is different. What makes me suppose that your mistake was intentional? Since you are obviously experts at this question and answer technique, and you seem to me you do your job in a workmanlike manner. On the subject of jobs, can you tell me whose job is driving? The chauffeurs, I suppose. And typing? The stenographers. And slaughtering, skinning, and chopping meat? The butchers? You would agree that people ought to stick to the jobs for them, certainly. And the butcher's job, you said, is skinning and chopping? I did say that, but please don't be too severe on me. Then if one were to kill a butcher and chop him up, that would be doing his job. (laughs) And if one took a ride on the chauffeur or typed a stenographer, (laughs) one would be doing their jobs for them. Here we have the last word in higher education. How can I hope to make such intelligence my own? If it did become your own, would you ever recognize it with your You think you can recognize what is yours? That is my opinion, hereby submitted in three copies for your authorization. Well, what do you say to this? A thing is your own, only if you are free to use it as you like. Take household Pets, for example. You will call a dog your own, if, and only if, you are free to sell it, give it away, or kill it? Yes. And would you call live creatures animals? Yes. So you would agree to call an animal your own, only if you have over it the rights we have specified? I would. Mr. Hempel, I take it you are a supporter of parliamentary democracy? Um, No, not exactly. I I sympathise. Doubtless you count yourself above the current unthinking devotion to representative government and the other paraphernalia of the American way of life. Excuse me, Mr. Sykes. Like other Americans, I have the highest regard for representative government. Don't Americans approve of parliamentary democracy? No. You see, in this country, we don't have a parliament. Our Congress corresponds to the British Parliament. Uh, No matter. You have a Congress. That is correct. And is it yours? Yes. The government belongs to the people and therefore to you. Yes, but I do not see where your argument is leading. Are the members of your Congress alive? (laughs) They are. You remember that you agreed that all life creatures are animals. It follows, does it not, that the members of your Congress are animals. (laughs) You further agreed that an animal is yours if, and only if, you are free to give it away, sell it, or kill it, when and as you wish. I did, I have to admit it. (coughs) Right. If you admit that this Congress is yours, you must have the right to give away, sell, or slaughter its members, just as you would other animals. Good for you, Professor. But is it good for me, or good for you? Oh, I give up. You can't win against these two. (laughs) Well done, sir. <laughs> Gentlemen, I have to confess that I have rarely before had the privilege of talking with men of your intelligence. I am greatly in your debt. Many of your talents deserve my admiration, but none more than your magnificent contempt for all opinions, no matter how general or authoritative which conflict with your own. Your message, of course, can never have a wide appeal, since our narrow-minded public would be more ashamed to win an argument your way than to lose it. (laughs) I approve also of the convenient and democratic manner in which you dispose of all distinctions between good and bad, for instance, or great and small, or black and white. This, as you say, has the admirable effect of preventing anyone from opening his mouth, and since you allow the interdiction to apply to yourselves, must result in the removal of every source of (laughs) verbal protection. But, The most attractive feature of your method is that anyone can learn it in a few minutes." And I noticed how quickly Mr. Clemens, with a little effort, was able to give a fair imitation. Now, all this simplicity is an excellent thing, but I must advise you not to publicize your course, since there is a danger if you attract too many students that they may not appreciate the importance of what they are able to learn so effortlessly. Perhaps the best thing would be for you to lecture to one another. But if there is to be an audience, I urge on you two precautions. Charge an entrance fee, this is important, and instruct your students not to talk too much outside the lectures, except to you or among themselves. The best things in life may be free, but it is the expensive ones that people find attractive. And now it only remains to ask you to enroll myself and Valerie in your course.